Hi, it's Hazel. Hi, it's Azura. And it's Jermaine. And welcome back to Cleverty's <laughs> That's terrible. But yes, today we're really excited uh -huh. because we are sitting on some brand new sofa. Super oh comfy! Oh my gosh. The set just keeps upgrading. And actually, this was sent to us by a listener. <gasps> Thank oh, you so much. Thank you so much. I think her name is Joanna. Yeah. Joanne, Joanne. Joanne. So thank you so much to Joanne for sending us these comfy floor sofas from mm -hmm. 9N. 9N. That's yep. right. Honestly, the back, right? Wow. Hey, legit. It's this really one. very comfy, you know. Oh, oh this beautiful. is such a massive upgrade. Thanks so much, Joanne. We really, really appreciate this. That's right. <laughs> so today, uh, in our comfy chairs, we're mm. actually going to be talking about something I don't think we have had experience with it personally. Mm. Okay. It's about pregnancy. And why some women are so scared of pregnancy? Wait, uh, this pregnancy we're talking about, is it pre-marriage or post-marriage? I oh. think post lah, ho. Yeah. <laughs> post lah. Hey, very different, okay, the feeling. True, true, true. I think post, but maybe post. pre if you're okay with it. Yeah. Okay. You know, you know? Okay, okay. If it's okay. relevant to you, sure, mm. why not? Oh, mm -hmm, that's right. Mm -hmm. And I'm very excited because today we have a beautiful guest joining us on this episode of Harsh Podcast. Yay! And she is Natasha! Hello. What's up, you guys? Mommy, oh, dad. Just, like, turn on that, that that screen. I feel like Sheldon from Big Bang Theory. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Sheldon. So, this is the first time we're doing this. Because right. first we had a plushie. Right. And then we had a real guest. Yes. Right. And now we have her through a screen. Oh, my goodness. I miss you, Nata. How have you been? I'm great. So, this is where the girl gang is at, huh? That's yes. Right. That's right. Nat, tell us more about yourself, about what you do and your show and all that. Well, I am Natasha. I'm 25 and I'm turning 26. And I host Lunchbox on 987 in the afternoons, 10 to 2. And I got a bit of an upgrade to my title as well because I'm now a mother. To my little Luna. Mama Nat. <laughs> Hashtag Mama Nat. Mama Nat. <laughs> yeah. To adorable, adorable baby Luna. Oh. That's right. So how old is Luna right now? She just turned nine months. It's crazy. Like, I have her now in the world as, for as long as I had her in my stomach. You know, it's very surreal. Mm. That's true. So I think having Nat on this episode is mm. very relevant because none of us have been pregnant yep. right. um, or have given birth. Right. So Nat is someone who's been through that whole experience mm. and we have so many questions for so her. So many. And honestly, I'm so surprised when Nat actually uh, told us her age just now because mm. I did not oh. know you were only 25. Yes. Which means you were 24 when you gave birth to Luna. No, she's 25 uh, yeah, when she gave 20, birth to Luna. Technically, yeah, uh, 24. I was a few days away from 25. <laughs> right! Oh, my goodness. Wow. That is such a young age. Like. Yeah, at my age, I'm the same age as Nat. I, right. I don't think I can have a baby right now. <laughs> but this is such a relevant problem now because right. apparently in Singapore, right, hmm. the total fertility rate actually fell to a historic low of 1.1 last year. What that means is per oh. couple, right, you only have about 1.1 mm. child. So mm. only one child on an mm. average. Yeah. Why are you all not making babies, huh? <laughs> Hey, why are you not making yeah, babies, Azura? You are the one that's married, uh. Checking out, uh. <laughs> That's right. So, I think it's been gradually declining over mm. the past decades. Mm. And while COVID-19 could have caused, I guess, such a decline, maybe people are not financially stable to have kids. Right. Don't feel like having sex. Right. But right. they have more time to have sex. Hey, I thought that was right. a baby boom, like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was like a COVID baby hey, thing, right? right. Nat, were you... Oh. Is Luna a COVID baby? Oh. No, no. I mean, uh, I conceived her before COVID, and uh, but then like the whole journey, it was during COVID itself, right? So as I was making my doctor's appointment, you know, the visit, right? The clinic keeps getting more crowded. Oh. Like every time I go, oh. <laughs> for, 
like rub it. Yeah, they have more time. So was your husband able to be with you during the birth? Uh, he was, he was, but he was not allowed to stay. Oh. So um, he was uh, allowed to be with me in the delivery suite, but then post he had to leave me. Um, yeah, that was the situation then. I think for, um, for mamas giving birth during COVID, it must yeah. have been so scary, you know? Yeah, exactly. Were you scared? I was. I was so terrified. And um, I think, I don't know, because I, I watched like too much movies, you know, and I saw how like they were screaming and it's very hysterical, right? But then it turned out the complete opposite oh, um, oh. during the actual delivery itself. Yeah. Oh. I can talk more about that later on if you want me to. Mm, <laughs> yes, for sure, please. for sure, for sure. So there are many reasons why I guess the birth rate is declining. Mm. Many reasons why people might not want to have children yep. at this point in time or at right. this kind of like state in the world, right? Mm. So why do you guys think... You know, people don't really want to have children these days. I'll go first. Okay. okay. My reason is very simple. I think it will affect my career. Oh. Like I mentioned, maybe 10 years ago, uh, my goal is to have a baby by the age of 28, which mm. means I have to be married by like 26, right? Yeah. But I'm already almost turning 27 and yeah. still single. Mm. And I think this is great for me in this phase of my life because I don't want anything to get in the way of my career, at mm. least for now. Mm. I think females are more career-centric these oh, days. Right. Nat, what about you? Why do you think people are not having children as many children I think like there's a lot of uncertainty going on and I feel like you know in a world where we're all progressing right and in such a like a lot of industries are very male driven as well so it's that competitive edge that we are also worried about so I think it's more of it's the uncertainty that comes afterwards because you cannot really tell what happens after a baby because you have to sacrifice so many things mm. and when I asked my friends actually they mentioned something that I was able to relate to and it's about the physical changes that will happen to their body immediately Ooh. that they were not ready because we we're very young right mm -hmm. and then obviously your skin is going to stretch and all that kind of stuff right. and that was kind of the first hit that I received when I was pregnant because my skin is horrible like I got stretch marks before my bum even showed and for a while when I saw that every time I look at myself in the mirror I was like crying like Who, what, what body is this it's not mine anymore um yeah but that's actually the common thing for my friends at least they were afraid of their bodies changing at such a young age were you concerned that having a baby would affect your career? Um, yeah, of course, definitely. And in our industry, right, being on air, consistency is a huge deal. And before coming on, I mean, I'm going to let you in on something pretty juicy right now. Um, we had like a, I had a different su superior, like a different supervisor who's no longer with us in the company. He kind of set me down before I got married. Um, and then he kind of asked me, like, are you sure you want to get married? Because I was like around 22 then. And like, yeah, what's up? Like the date's already set. It is happening. Okay, if that's the case, then are you going to have kids? I'm like, yeah, that's part of the plan. And then he said, okay, can you not have kids in the first two years? What? And then I was like, but he tried to cushion it as much as, you can, as, as he can. But now retelling it, I'm like, that's actually a huge red flag. And I feel like that's, there is a reason why he's no longer with the company. But that actually scared me for a bit, you know, career-wise. Like he said, like, if you're out of sight, you tend to be out of mind. So it was boggling me for a bit. But then I realized, you know what, there's actually more to life. But here's the crazy part. I mean, of course, female bosses are going to be more empathetic to that. Right. Yeah. But male bosses, don't you guys have, you know, wives, yeah. children? Mm. How could you say something like that? Mm. Yeah. yeah. Or was he coming from a, a boss's point of view? Like, caring about mm. you and, mm. you know, like sort progress. of like, yeah, paving out your future mm. for you. That's why sure. he told you to make these decisions. 
Yeah, I'd like to think so. Mm. I mean, obviously, he's not coming down like, you cannot get married, you cannot right. have kids. Um, he was saying more of that out of sight, out of mind thing, career-wise, as mm. a presenter on radio, because, you know, yeah, consistency, basically having a radio show. I want to think it's that way. So that's how I took comfort in whatever he said back then, that he was concerned about my progress career-wise. Mm. But mm. of course, it gets scary for her, but, you yeah. know, like, yeah. so if I have kids, doesn't mean I can't progress as a DJ. Hey, that, that is a it's legit insane. concern. What about the both of you? As radio jocks ourselves, why do you think the birth rate is declining? Well, honestly, I think that a lot of people don't want to bring children into this world knowing that climate change is going to kill everyone. Yeah, it's really true. This is what Gen Z thinks, right? Why should I have kids if the world's going to be burning in a couple of years? That's what they think. Yes, they do. They they honestly think that the world's going to end and it's very possible. Yeah. Yeah, so why would you want to bring a kid into a world where they have to survive through that? Okay, okay. Very serious, right? Quite dark, lah. Very intense. (laughs) Yeah, very intense. Mm. What about you, Azura? I think maybe cost is an issue as well. Mm. Right. Right? It's not cheap. Especially in Singapore, right? Oh, exactly. Mm. And like, I saw this like table, Mm. which basically says like, you know, people ask this person, like, why don't you have kids? So basically, this person has tallied up the cost, the entire cost of raising a child. Okay. Till like the 21 or something. And that's one child. Oh, Mm. one. Okay. And it was well over 300,000. Oof. It's not cheap, like. Really Some preschools, I just mm. read in the news in yeah. Singapore, right? For one year's worth of cost fee, it's $22,000. Oh my mm. god. How many Chanel bags? Mm. How many about, Chanel about bags three are? Year. About three. Three small size Chanel bags. Yeah. Mm. But I think we've explored, you know, like career, um, right. also, you know, your life journey. Maybe you're not ready to have a child. So I have a question for Nat right now. I don't know if it's going to be a juicy one. Okay. Ooh. Was Baby Luna planned? Ooh. Uh, no, she was not planned at all. <laughs> Then congratulations! Surprise! <laughs> yeah. Tell us more. Crazy surprise. Like initially my husband and I, we wanted kids like after we settled in our new place. We were still waiting for our house and all that stuff, right? I was actually on contraceptives. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, but I, it was me. Nothing to do with the pills. Like it's me. I don't know how to count my days right. I was in between houses and then I was late for my next subscri- uh, prescription. And then I miscalculated it and then I got pregnant. Ooh. Oh my god. Wow, you were very busy. (laughs) Well, okay, so we're going to delve deeper today into Mm. pregnancy, the Mm -hmm. fear of pregnancy itself Mm, or the fear of having children. Mm. So just a question I want to pose to everyone. Are y'all afraid of being pregnant and having children? Yes, I am. Which part scares you? The commitment, the financial commitment, the time commitment, it scares me a lot. That's true. Because your whole life changes. Mm. Yeah. And I think it's of late as well. Like when I see friends, sometimes they'll ask like, oh, kids, no? And I'll just be like, I can't even take care of myself there. How am I going to, you know, care for another being and be responsible for another person? It's quite scary, isn't it? Mm. It's true. I think for me, it is the fear of giving birth. I think I asked Nat Mm. very, you know, a lot about this. Like, is it going to be painful? Like, was she scared before that? Right. Um, so I want to ask her now, like, were you afraid of the actual act of giving birth? Terrified. <gasps> I found out that um, my guardian was like, yeah, and there's like Asian skin, you, um, it tears very easily. We're not what? as elastic. Why would she tell you that? Like, what? So like, you know, as a precaution, I'm just going to make an incision around your like rectum uh, when you're giving birth. And I was like, 
Huh? I don't know if I'm ready for that. And for a while, I was considering cesarean, you know, just so that I can reserve the pain. <laughs> and also what's happening down there. Question. <laughs> so they cut you up first, but there's still mm. a chance that you might tear. No, so that's why she cuts me up. So that it will not tear all over the place. So she just needs to repair that cut. So it's like a cleaner. <laughs> I'm scaring Jermaine. No, but let sweating. me tell you. But what if the incision is not big enough? Will it still tear? <laughs> I think, again, everyone has like, will, will have different experience. Yeah. Every baby is different, you know. Every body is different. So mine was unique to my delivery, yeah. right? You also be different, I'm sure. But then I think the whole buildup was scary because I think I was over reading and I was reading too much into like other people's experiences and I was asking the gynae too many questions. When it came down, it was actually super chill. Ooh. Like my delivery, I dare say, was the best day of my life. Like the funnest day of my life. Oh. I want to relive my delivery day think, over and over again. Did he play music by the side? I think you have. You, you, I did not. I know <laughs> what song they can, can play. Can. Huh. Baby, 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 oh. <laughs> Hearing Justin do that for me, yeah. Can can. Okay, okay. Was slight right now. <laughs> but why was that so like chill for you? Sorry. Why was that so chill for you? Because of epidural. Let me just rename it as happy dural. <laughs> <laughs> was the epidural painful? Because sometimes I've heard that the needle going into it's the a spine. Huge as needle, yeah. right? Oh, oh. Yeah. It was painful, like, but it's bearable, you know, it's nothing. I would assume it wouldn't be as painful as pushing a whole baby out because after the epidural, while when they were administering it, right, I had the gas on me, so to kind of mask the pain. It did help. I wasn't wailing. And my tolerance for pain is actually pretty low. So for me to say that, it's actually very bearable. Mm. And then after the epidural, immediately it was like I was on the clouds. I got bored waiting for my baby to come out. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was how chill it was. Like, my husband and I, we were reminiscing our wedding day and then when the baby was right there at my vagina they call it the crowning my my husband saw the baby's hair coming out oh, cute. <laughs> freaking out huh? and by right at that time what? you were supposed to feel like maximum pain right but i was excited i was bringing up my own chair because it really became super chill like it was nothing like what i expected wow. at all wow that makes me feel a lot better, <laughs> better right? my pregnancy is more bearable than i expected but right. maybe she lucky lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true, it's true. Yeah, yeah. But I think, true, yeah, a true, lot of people true. may be afraid of being pregnant, mm. like Nat said, because of physical changes. Yeah. There's also something called tocophobia. It's Ooh. the pathological fear of pregnancy. Like, mm. it's just, it's kind of like a phobia lah. Right. You're mm. just very scared of it. Or those people that um, maybe have uh, issues with their ovaries, okay. um, or they've been through a high-risk pregnancy or a miscarriage, right. maybe they might be scared to right. go for it again. So, so someone on Reddit actually said, that her greatest fear is being pregnant. But the irony is, this person, she actually loves kids. Okay. Newborns, babies included, Aww. she loves them all. But why is she so afraid? Because of the hormone changes. Right. And uh, you know what it does to your bladder? Yeah. You have to keep going to the toilet. And also there's something called the P-E-R-I-N-E-U-M. How would you pronounce that? Perineum. Perineum. So this refers to the area between the anus and the genitals. Tearing or like cutting, resulting in scar tissue. And also, lost of the elasticity in your VJJ. Elasticity. Yeah. So, Ned, is, there are many factors, la. is sex the same after pregnancy? Right. Oh my gosh, I feel like people are not talking about this enough. Yeah. I was like in the dark, I'm like, when can I get it on, you know? Like, when... But, <laughs> Why is why does this not come with the with the instruction? When can I? When is it safe to have sex? Of course, the first few times I was so afraid. I think I, we gave it like a good. I think after I, after forty days or more than that, actually after 
after two months ish. Okay. And then we attempted, uh-huh. but it was okay because I mine was I was lucky that everything went smoothly for mine. It was a natural vaginal birth, and because of the cut, right, the incision, also known as the episiotomy, um, it really made my recovery uh very smooth and very easy. So there was no the perineum thing, right? Yeah, I didn't it didn't apply to me because of the incision. Right. So in a way, I was really thankful for my gynae. She said exactly that because if she doesn't do that you risk it going all over like tearing all over the place so yeah but the first few times i would say it was pretty painful because like the stitches were still recovering so after the first the first time we attempted i think i took a break like a very long break for husband um we didn't have sex for a while yeah (laughs) what poor husband your husband should be thanking you did he get you a push present yes push present yeah, like, why, why do we give birth, right? It's for the jewelry, girls. Yeah. It's for the jewelry that we get. <laughs> <laughs> well said. <laughs> Actually, I just want to touch on something because okay. Nat mentioned earlier that she had epidural and um, there's a lot of talk around epidural, you know. And I've heard things like it has side effects. Oh. And amongst these side effects, one that scares me is that I hear it affects your voice. Oh. And we use our voices for work. Oh. So I've heard this twice actually from two different people. Yeah. But the difference is that this thing is... Oh, okay. Ah, and their range shifted. And they can't go as high as they used to. Hmm. Their tone changed a little bit. And they said that it's from the epidural. Oh, wow. Wow. That's a first for me. Oh. Um, I mean, hearing about the voice thing. Right. I had my reservations taking the epidural. Because obviously, um, with my mom and my aunt who's gone through it the natural way, they were like, don't take epidural. You're not gonna, you're going to have back aches for the rest of your life and all that stuff. So I spoke to my gynae extensively. So you got to have an active conversation. you got to mm. know what you're getting yourself into. Of course, with everything that you put into your system, there is going to be a side effect depending on everyone's body. So I think it affects different bodies differently. Mm. Uh, but then my gunny did say there is no like it's not proven that there is lasting side effects according to her she said the side effects is immediately you're gonna feel very sick like you're gonna puke all the time you're gonna feel a bit dizzy and nauseous i did feel that immediately but afterwards until now it's still pretty okay for me so um, perhaps i really feel like i got lucky maybe yeah perhaps because nat also had a child at a young age that's true yeah when you're older it's more high risk Mm, definitely yeah so we touched a bit about pregnancy and how it affects your career Mm, right right do you guys agree or disagree with this statement? A woman's career ends the minute she becomes a mother. Three, two, one. No. 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 Matt, what do so. you think? Do you agree? No, not at all. No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's true that, you know, motherhood will be a huge change. But why do people think this way? Yeah, there are so many successful mothers out there. That's yeah. right. Our producer, producer Elsa, ex-boss who is male, always the male bosses, huh? Oh. Coming through with these sexist comments, actually told her that your career is going to end when you become a mother. Really? Yeah. Where's this guy? Oh, yeah. Him, him, huh? hey. Producer L said, what rubbish is this? There are tons of successful career women who are also mothers. That is true. Absolutely. Amen. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Okay, but actually, right, mm. to touch on this, I want to ask Ned as well, because oh, it's like a master class, huh? Mm. <laughs> I'm only a mom for nine months, so like, that's as much, or as far as my experience goes. Okay, well, we'll take it. <laughs> but when it comes to, okay, so when it comes uh, to career. the career, right, I think that it is dependent on society. If society doesn't think this way, yeah. right. it wouldn't be true, mm. right? That's right? So it's the things that we do that mm. perpetrate this thing. Or the things that we tell other people. Mm. So please start saying mm. nice things. Correct. No, and honestly, right, if anything at all, like, women do so much more because they can have their careers, they're raising that child, right. they carry 
that child around for nine months. Yes. What are you doing? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, no, but my question to Ned, right, mm-hmm. is when it comes to raising kids yeah. and your career, right? Right. Um, I think before you have kids, like, okay, where I am right now, okay, I have this mental image that, okay, sure, you're going to have to make sacrifices and things like that. But I think some mothers tend to change their lives in such a way that suddenly everything is about the kid. Revolves around the baby. Oh, which, Mm. I mean, I guess that's natural, right? That's motherhood. But at the same time, I think I don't want to be that person who will drop everything. I have to say and not sound like a terrible person. Let me rephrase. It's it's correct. So I think what Azura is saying that she wants to also keep her independence while being able to commit to this child. Exactly. Because I think a lot of people have this thing or they do it maybe subconsciously where that's their entire life. For Mm. example, they quit their jobs to take care of the children, send them to school every day. Mm. That's not wrong at Mm. all. Correct. Mm. I think it's a personal choice. Yeah, Yeah. where their entire lives, right, is dependent on the kid oh can you go out oh yes but let me check what time the kid sleeps what time the kid eats mm. and then they sort of like schedule themselves around, around that the yeah. I think that's inevitable yeah. you oh. can't really choose that but mm. Ned what do you think like exactly. how are you coping with your career and also being a mom mm, that's right Great question. I feel like that was actually one of my fears as well, now that you mentioned it. Mm. Because all of my friends, I mean, 25, as you, as you mentioned, it's pretty young, you know, for us Singaporeans. Not everyone to have a kid at 25. So my circle, there are not a, not, not a lot of parents. Yeah. Um. So now when my friends, they ask me out, I do have to schedule it around the kid. Right. Only because my kid is still young. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I am still breastfeeding. Mm. So for practical reasons, it has to happen that way. And I feel like that's just part of the sacrifice that follows with being a mother. I would say it will not last forever because this will only be until they start going to school. So if you think about it, you are sacrificing probably one to two, if you're going to put your child in school earlier, like one to two years, or up until they go to primary school where they'll be at school most of the day and then you can go back to, you know, going. So I take comfort in this. Like, because I'm young and I'm a mom now, like, correspondingly, that also means that I'll be that much younger as well to go back to a social life or go back to work in that sense. Mm. So that's where I take comfort in that. But it's, it's completely valid. It does happen. And that's where you realize that your circle is very important, you know, like mm. you, the, the, the support and friends that you have. I'm very lucky that all my friends are obsessed with kids. That all my friends are obsessed with Luna. So that's how they make me feel better, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And I think your support in terms of your family, like your parents are so great with Luna. They would not hesitate mm. to, you know, take Luna and take care of her if mm. you have a work thing. Yeah, to the point where we actually have to argue and fight over Luna sometimes. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, like, a problem. Where's Luna? Where's she not back yet? I've not had my time with her. It's a great problem. Uh, <laughs> that's the key word but, here, right? It's sacrifice. Where right, yeah. females have to sacrifice more than males mm. when it comes to having a kid. Really? No. Not necessarily so. Maybe when it comes to like breastfeeding. Oh, like, okay, okay, oh, okay. Carrying oh, the when kid. Things that only <laughs> women can do, right? Oh. Okay, okay. Then that is a, that is a bit of a sacrifice. But do you yeah. think that it is normal to be afraid of pregnancy? Of course, you're carrying that thing in you, that baby in you for 9, 10 months. I think yeah. it's completely okay to be afraid. Yeah, in fact, nearly 80% of pregnant women express worries and fears related to pregnancy and childbirth. So for Nat, giving birth during COVID, right, mm. and during this entire time, what was your biggest fear? During COVID, I thought that I had to go through it all alone. Like, my husband's not allowed in the delivery suite. Because my friend overseas, that was the situation for her. Like, Mm. she had to go through all of it alone. Mm. Um, So, yeah, 
but for me it was at a good time where it's slightly more lenient um it was june last year and i don't know i feel like because it's during this time everyone's taking extra precautions yeah. you know like and they are like there are more uh what kind of measures put up in place so it was it, it became very smooth but it, like mm. straight off the bat i thought i had to go through it all alone and i was trying to psych myself up for that but it all played out for the best On the flip side, right? Isn't it better because you know, you know, usually after you give birth, your whole family, your auntie, uncle, grandma, grandpa, will all come to the hospital. So it's better that you don't have to actually host them in the hospital. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what to say, but it was so good. Like I had my time to rest. You know, mm. like it was super chill. Of course, I had people calling in and all that stuff, but it ends there. And then, um, for whatever visits, it was like kept to like ten minutes. They just ask me what's up. They bring me dinner, and then like yeah, I'll catch you later. Catch you. Next time when your child is five years old, maybe when the whole pandemic blows over. <laughs> so we should have a child now. That's the moral <laughs> of the story. That's the moral of the story. Yeah. It's so unrealistic, right, <laughs> to expect the mom who just yeah. had her vagina torn apart yeah. to be ready to see people right exactly. after giving birth. That's and honestly, that is true. Yeah. That is true. Yeah, but I've heard mm. of in-laws that get offended mm. when they, they say, yeah, when you say, like oh, please don't visit me in the hospital. They get offended. Oh. Yeah, for the rest of their lives. <laughs> Really, really, oh, very sad. Yeah. But yeah, it's that way of showing care and concern. Uh. It's I a guess. generation gap thing, I guess. Exactly. Mm. Next question: How was your first yeah. pee after you gave birth? Oh, did it hurt? Oh, pee was cool. Like the hospital will force you to pee. They will see that and like wait for you to pee. It's number two that was scary, like pooping. So we were given like laxatives to to help out, right, with okay. with the with the bowels and everything. And again, because of the incision, because of the episiotomy, it all went really really easily Ooh, because yeah. my anus was not touched at all. So I was afraid, but it was all chill and pretty okay. Yeah. Ah. Uh, But cleaning, cleaning that was scary. Like I was so afraid to touch anywhere in the region, right? So um, there's this thing called a sits bath, S I T Z bath, where you just sit in a bowl and then you put some Epsom salt in there. It's very, it's 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 a nice hug for the vagina <laughs> and that area. Uh, yeah, it's more of the caring for the stitches that was um, a big problem for me. And for that, I gotta thank my husband. So he he had to deal with that. You know, I'll I'll just like. <laughs> And then you put the 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 gel on it. Right. Peeing and pooping, it was super chill and super easy for me. Yeah, it was waiting for the stitches to heal. That was the scary part. Mm. Mm. I see. Wow. But I think it's so inspiring though. Like going through this at the age of what twenty four, twenty five. Yeah. Because uh, you know, many people, many women, especially millennial women, yeah. um, they are delaying having their children mm. due to their careers. Yeah. And studies have found that women in many developed countries are waiting to have children, with the average first birth happening for new mothers at only the age of 31. Wow. That's pretty late, isn't it? But you think about it now, looking at your life, right? Don't you think you would have kids around that age? I think later than 31 left for mm. myself. Maybe even later. Mm. Oh, really? Mm. But there are a lot of considerations, financial, exactly. health right. implications and yeah, all right. that. Mm. So here's a question for Nat. What advice do you have for young women who are building their careers mm. but also want to have children? Because really, I do, but I yeah. can't see a space in my career right now where I even have time to dedicate to a child. Mm. Right. For one, I know a lot of people who wing it, but I don't recommend. Oh, um, yes, <laughs> yeah, but again, I got lucky because I've got great parents. I mean, you got to have active conversations.
conversations with yourself, with your partner, you know, where you are. And if things happen, then that that also positions you as a couple and how you intend to move forward, you know, like what's next for you? Is there like a house that you want to wait on, you know? And the advice I can give to you is that you got to find that sweet spot and that sweet balance that we all need, you know, at the end of the day, because I feel like it's a lot better mentally. And for me, having Luna now in my life, although she wasn't planned, she is the greatest blessing. And I feel like I should have done this a lot sooner because it gives more purpose and reason to what I do at work now. You know, like there's more at stake. Right. And, you know, and, and I feel like I'm more driven now than I was before I had a baby. Oh. Hey, she's making me yeah. want to give birth. Like. Yeah, correct. Like. This is the power of a DJ. Correct. Yeah, okay. like. I call Ace Hey, can we like get her to like give talks? Uh? Yeah. Everybody will go home and do it. Like. Yeah, exactly. We need to quote this and put it on like Cloudy's Instagram. You can know? you be in the delivery suite of Mainnet? <laughs> I'll play I'm, you, baby. I'll be holding your hand. <laughs> no, so Asaph told me this yeah. a couple of weeks ago, okay, right? He, he, he wants a baby. He told me, oh. I'm ready to be a dad. Oh! Good on you, Asaph. I said, what? <laughs> and he said, what if, uh, he's just throwing an idea out there. What if we have a kid, then we get married further later down the line. Then our kids can walk down the aisle. I wanted to slap him, you know. I said, you're ready to be a dad, but it's easy for you to say. Uh, you don't have to carry the baby. You don't have uh, to give birth. At this point, it clicked in his mind. He was like, oh yeah, I didn't even think from your point of view. Right. Right. Whack him, ah. Where's the Whack ring? Him. Yeah. The ring comes but, first. But I think, I think it's very sweet of him to say that because oh. he must have been ready for the financial and the time commitment. Mm. Yeah. You know, that goes yeah. into a kid. It's a lot. Leh. It's a lot. I think that's, space. That's, that's, yeah, that's another thing as well. You know, if you're building a career, there are obviously a lot of things that you have to consider. Mm. Um, one, do you have the support to for, for the baby to be taken care of once it's out? Because like giving birth, that's just really like the pre-work. The work really comes after the baby comes out. Right. So you really need to have all of these plans in place for you if you want that peace of mind to continue the career that you've got going on now. So planning is always a good idea you know so if you can i know people who like if, especially with infant care now you gotta book like years in advance to secure a spot right yeah. so yeah financially that's very obvious but um more of the caretaking of the baby especially before they go into primary school that's when they need the most attention and you cannot just let them fend for themselves on their own it seems like it's harder to get a school placement oh. than to get a birkin bag <laughs> <laughs> that is very true correct yeah? so you have to do what all kinds of like parents activities yeah, right. to get yourself Right. Like even a slot in the school, right? Correct. Wow. My goodness. And so now having, you know, done this, uh, being a mother for nine months and having gone back to work already, do you think this ideal that we have in our heads that we'll be able to balance motherhood mm. and our careers, do you think this ideal is possible? Of course, yeah, a oh. thousand percent. Like, oh. we're women. If we can birth a child out of, you know, our system, we can do so much more. Preach it! Yes! Louder right. for the people in the back! Oh. <laughs> We've got 24 hours in a day. There's so many ways to make the most out of it, you know. You just gotta, you gotta divide your time properly. And I feel like now as well, because I've got a kid, right, I'm more organized that way. That's how I can plan my time even oh. better, you know. Because previously, without this this responsibility, like, I was taking every day very easily. Oh. So, I feel very very productive now as a mom. Mm, yeah, I think, you know, for, for people with a great support system, it's yeah. much easier. Right. For single moms, mm. I think it's tough. It's a bit tougher. Yeah. So, kudos, man. All the single yeah. mothers out there. Single mothers, sure. people without parents to help them out. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you are feeling anxious about, you know, pregnancy, do what we're doing. Like, we're talking to Ned. Right. Talk to someone who's Talk had to kids. Ned. She'll make yeah. you feel yeah. so good. Yeah. At early <laughs> Ned on Instagram. <laughs> DM her. <laughs> Call her the lunchbox. Yeah. How does really your nice. vagina feel, Matt? <laughs> 
But yeah, seek professional help. Talk mm-hmm. to a gynae. You mm. can even talk with your friends. Right. But the most important thing is to be kind to yourself. I fully mm. agree. Don't rush. Don't fall into pressure from people who are asking you to get pregnant because this yeah. is your life, your pacing, and you call the shots. Yeah. yeah. In mm. fact, there are a lot of government grants now to help you because, you know, we're trying to increase the fertility rate, right? right. Yeah. So for every child, you actually get, I think you get a Baby bonus. Yeah, a bonus. Right. Right. Correct. So go and mm. check out all those grants as well. Okay, so before we wrap up, right, I have one question for Nat. Mm. How would you describe yourself after nine months of being a mother? Wow. Wow. I think it's pretty much what I had said earlier just now. And it is actually recognizing that the ability that I have, this caliber is something that I was not aware of before I even had a child. Mm. And in short, I feel like women are just amazing beings. They're really super beings to be able to have a kid or the physical birthing of the kid and to raise them. And at the same time, to build a career, as you can tell that there are so many things going on now. So for myself, as mentioned, I'm more driven than ever. I'm a very dedicated and committed mom and I truly would not have this any other way. Oh, that's so great. I'm so happy to have her on the show today. Know. You know, So inspiring. Also, one last big shout out to mm. the women out there who right. have fertility issues, who mm. have gone through the loss, you know, mm. of, of a baby and all that. Mm. Really, you guys are so strong and mm. it does not make you any less of a woman. In fact, it makes oh, you no. even stronger. Yes. Yeah. For sure. Yes. Yeah. All right. So thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Cleverties. Hush. If you like this, you can, you know, give us a follow on Instagram at itsclarity.co. Drop us a DM anytime or even email us at hello at itsclarity.co. That's right. And don't forget to tune in to Natasha on the Lunchbox. 10 a.m. Lunchbox. Yeah, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. on 987. Nat, it was so great having you. I think you've enlightened, like... Us! Yeah, And many other listeners out there. Absolutely. Mm. And, you know, fears that we had, a lot of things that Mm. were in our minds before this. And I think it was in yours as well before you experienced it. It's given us some clarity. Oh. Oh. She was waiting for that one. Yeah. But I, I just love mm. how much Nat is in love with Luna. Like it makes me happy. Have mm. you seen her face? Oh, like, can we put her face here? Would be in love with her here. Look at Luna. Oh, oh, so adorable. Little oh, oh, baby. So cute. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Alright, with that, thank, thank you, you so much, Nat, once again. Thank you for being with us. And to the Hush Podcast listeners, once again, I'm Taito. I'm Azura. I'm Jermaine. And we'll see you on the next episode. Bye-bye. Bye. Time to make babies, huh? <laughs> Get busy. <laughs> <laughs>